Hey, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing another episode on type comparisons, except we're going to be getting a little bit deeper into the more subscriber requested specific lectures. So, um, so for example, I know that uh, some people ask for relationship ones, which we will get to, but I'm also going to be focusing heavily on different ones where it's like, okay, what are the ESTs or what is the ENTs or the ENFs, etc. You know, where like the J and the P is different. So this, we have four total different playlists that we're gonna be playing with. We just completed one uh, two days ago and uh, we're on the second one. So four total seasons, we just did one, we got three more to go. And then based on that, we'll have a better idea uh, of you know how the types that are super similar looking, they look similar but how they're not actually similar. Why? Well, we're doing this so that we can help uh, people, you know, type themselves properly. And so for example, tonight we're gonna to be doing the ESTJ versus the ESTP. Two types, they're both ESTs, but what, is that, what does that actually mean? And how similar are they, or are they actually very different? And quite frankly, they're gonna be very different. I know in the last uh, season we did about type comparisons, it was extroverted versus introverted variants. So we had NTJs, NTPs, NFPs, STJs, SFJs, SFPs, etc. From that more camaraderie point of view, uh, this season is going to be a bit different because we're just kind of be looking at the letters because people look at letters before they look at cognitive functions and then we're going to derive the cognitive functions and then go to deep dive comparing both the two types together. So it'll be great when I'm all done with these because I think we'll have all of like probably 80%, maybe 90% of all the comparison lectures done at that point. And this is gonna be like eight times four worth of lectures. And we've already done eight and I've done a few other sparse ones here and there. So we have about 24 more lectures of these comparisons to get through. And then we're gonna be doing that. Also, I'm gonna be doing a deep dive into uh, the mature masculine and the mature feminine uh, for uh, the human nurture playlists. So check those out as well. And uh, I also expect to be deploying a uh, chat server uh, similar to Discord, similar to Slack uh, for us uh, to utilize uh, so that the community can uh, come together even more and have discussions about type, psychology, self-actualization, etc. So you will find it just randomly popping up in the description of, the, uh, of each lecture here on YouTube or on the podcast. And then you can just go ahead and click and then check that out. If you would like to join us, you're welcome to. If you don't want to, that's fine. You don't have to, uh, but It'll be great because I'll be sending out, or at least the, the server will be sending out pings when new lectures and new things are going to be done up. And we're also going to be collecting information on this server for Q&A sessions uh, that will be made available uh, to uh, private, uh, you know, it'll be private content essentially. Because I have a bunch of lectures that we're going to be releasing as private content. The first form of which is going to be the email, which I believe we are starting Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So we'll find out how that is. Anyway, I just want to give you an update because we're starting a whole new season right here. I know we're still midway through, literally half done with social compatibility, which is awesome. But I wanted to just give a nice little update 
telling, okay, here's what's coming. Uh, we got more comparison uh, lectures. We're gonna be doing the compatibility lectures, finishing that out. We're doing some nurture lectures, doing some private uh, lectures where we're gonna talk about cognitive transitions with all the types. And then uh, just to kind of give you how maybe like the next month is going. And then we're gonna be going from there as well. I'm also gonna be upgrading my website as well. So we'll have additional features there. And uh, those of you that are purchasing coaching sessions from me, that's awesome. All of that money is basically being regurgitated into more transcripts on the website and uh, mobile application development, as well as the deployment of this chat server that we can use. Uh, it's similar to Slack. Uh, it's a Mattermost server. So it'll, it'll be awesome uh, when we have that available for everyone. I've been able to actually uh, kind of hire a couple of contractors to help me out uh, to do that. So it's awesome. Thank you all for the support. So let's dive into this lecture. So the ESTJ versus the ESTP, both of them are dicks, you know, direct initiating control, right? Uh, that's all I'm, I'm not saying that they're like actual dicks. Although a lot of people would claim that they are actual dicks, let's be honest, because people think ESTJs are assholes. And they also say the same thing about ESTPs, depending on who you ask, but especially like male ones. And it's kind of weird how that works, but yes, they're direct initiating control. So they have the same interaction style. However, the ESTJ is the traditionalist, it's past focused, duty-based, protector, uh, the traditionalist temperament. And the ESTP is the artisan temperament, which is freedom-based creator, living in the moment, having freedom, etc. One does what they should, the other does what they want, right? Very different, yet they're both ESTs. How does that work? Well, it's because if you spend all your time studying the letters of the MBTI, you're basically wasting your time and maybe you should learn the cognitive functions. Thank God you came to this channel or are listening to this podcast because we talk about cognitive functions. And then you can just let your floaty little dreams of MBTI letters float away as they are gone with the wind into nothingness because they're just not really that relevant. Okay, yeah, sure, you can derive cognitive functions by doing a reverse logical algorithm to find out, okay, yeah, if they're, if they're a J and they're an expert type or intuitive or thinking, et cetera, okay, yeah, I could figure out their cognitive functions, but yeah, that's nice to be able to do that as a starting point, but that's really the only value within the letters in my personal opinion, so anyway. Let's do a deep dive. So ESTJ hero is TE, which is rationale. They're all about what they believe. They are all about, they have a lot of beliefs and a lot of their beliefs are rooted in traditionalism. Whereas the ESTP, they live in the moment. And because they live so much in the moment, they really like, they, they don't care as much about traditionalism, but it's funny though, they kind of do adhere to a traditionalism and some tradition actually makes the ESTP comfortable. Why is that? That's because of SI parent for the ESTJ because SE hero locks on the SI parent and as long as the ESTP is giving a good experience to the ESTJ, the SI parent becomes comfortable and because that they're comfortable, the ESTP can lock onto that comfort and absorb that comfiness and then become comfortable themselves, right? because the SE is absorbing the comfort sensation of other human beings so that they can be comfort, comfortable themselves. They have to first make someone else comfort in order to be comfortable themselves, I think is the point I'm trying to make. Yes. What's also interesting about that, so they're like a comfort vampire or an experience vampire. Ooh, show me all your experience. And the ESTP loves it when the ESTJ tells them stories, etc. right? But I mean, the ESTJ is TE hero, so they're like a thought vampire. Oh, 
I'm going to eat that T.I. parent. Ah, you know, and it's just like, you know, it's like literally Pac-Man. You know, you got Pac-Man T.E. hero eating poor T.I. parent. And the parent's just trying to protect the child. But, I mean, come on, T.E. hero's going to eat the parent. But let's be honest, the parent likes it. The parent likes to be eaten in as much as the S.I. parent likes to be eaten by the S.E. hero, especially in the bedroom. So... You know, it, it kind of ends up. These are actually super high compatible. They're second highest compatibility according to social compatibility and also sexual compatibility, functional sexual compatibility from like a functional standpoint, not so much a camaraderie standpoint. They are second highest in compatibility. So they have really good bedroom swag, if you know what I'm talking about. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, so yeah, they're very rooted and traditional, but the ESTP, even though they need to have freedom to make their own decisions, and because without freedom, they'll freak out. I mean, if you lock an ESTP in a room, you know, and there's no windows or nothing, and you lock the door and you shut the door on them, one way or another, they're coming through that door. They, that door will be broken down. They will come through that door one way or another. You do not inhibit their freedom. But the ESTJ is fine, and they're okay with having their freedom inhibited and whatnot, because it's, as long as they're obligated to do so. Well, guess what? SE Hero is all about obligating SI Parent because ESTPs are the obligators, right? Wow, you're really weak. You should do this so you don't be weak anymore because, you know, again, ESTPs are walking reality checks. You know, of course, one of the more interesting reality checks is like when James McAvoy takes this uh, in this uh, uh, Assassin's movie that he did, uh, you know, where they have the curved bullets and whatnot. They, uh, he takes this uh, keyboard and just smashes it in his, his co-worker's face, etc. You know what I mean? And uh, that scene is very ESTP-ish. Not saying he was an ESTP at all in that film. I'm just saying it's kind of like an action an ESTP would take. That's the nice reality check. You know what I mean? And, uh, well, ESTJs are built to actually take the reality check punishment of the ESTP. And that's why they go together. Because they like to be obligated by the ESTP. Because they like to know what they should be doing. Because it's like, hey, what do you think about this? And then the ESTP's like, well, I think you should, as the hero, you should do these things, you know? And it ends up going really well together because the ESTJ understands where their boundaries are and the ESTP always knows that they have the freedom to make decisions, you know, when they're around each other and whatnot. But again, how is that different? Like freedom-based versus duty-based all about obligating the duty-based person. And the duty-based person will do what they should. They don't do what they want. They do what they should, right? And because they're obligated in that way, they get things done. They do it in a systematic way. The TE hero lists things out. ESTPs, do they have lists? Ha! It's really hard for them. It's actually a learned skill that they have to do. They have to get into their ISTJ shadow over time to be able to learn that skill, right? And it takes a lot of energy, mental energy. However, over time, as they use the shadow more and more and more and more, they're able to go into the shadow, especially when they get over their worry because the fifth function is SI nemesis and the gateway into the ISTJ sub, uh, unconscious is the nemesis function, which is the fifth function. When they get over their worry for the past and their past experiences, and by making new experiences, especially the ESTJs or ISTJs, uh, then they're actually able to better healthfully, healthfully or healthfully use their ISTJ shadow to help their TE critic organize them and create a process or a routine that they live on. But what's nice, ESTJs, they already have their own process or their own routine. In fact, if you try to get them out of that process or that routine, they'll freak out, if not become ragey, and then their ISTP 
uh, unconscious uh, uh, activates and then becomes super raging and start destroying things, you know. Okay, that's not really what would happen, but I mean, it could to, if they really got like that angry, but they're gonna get pretty ragey because you've just interrupted their flow. You've just interrupted their zen, right? They're all about zen ESTJs because they have INFP subconscious and the INFP subconscious is all about the zen. It is the hermit levitating over the lake, right? All about zen and zen is super important to the ESTJ. Conversely, the INFJ likes to produce the Zen for the INFP to enjoy the Zen, right? So it's funny how that works. These two idealists get their heads together and they then one creates Zen and the other enjoys the Zen, right? It's, it's a very fascinating pairing if you think about it. But, uh, you know, but they're very different. Like they have different goals. Uh, Focus on receiving the Zen, focus on giving the Zen, right? Giving the experiences, giving the sensation, receiving the experiences, receiving the sensation, while doing it in an organized, orderly, routine way. Because to the ESTJ, order determines outcome. Whereas the ESTP order is kind of like, okay, that's nice. But then again, sometimes the ESTP can see that the order is inhibiting them and inhibiting their freedom. So they have to tear down that system, tear down that routine tear down the order and put a new order that allows them to have freedom because if they don't have freedom, they will literally take a wrecking ball and destroy that order. Like that house of cards, boom, nothing left. And that could piss off ESTJs to which the ESTP tells the ESTJ, yeah, by the way, your order sucked, but I made it better. Here you go. And the ESTJ is like, wow, yeah, you're right. Good point. Okay, let's move on. You know, and they're able to have that, uh, you know, relationship based on, you know, order because ESTJs are all about bringing chaos into order because everything in their life is chaos and they have to remove the chaos. Funnily enough, though, in order to get order, the ESTP sometimes has to create chaos in order to like they create a mess in order to start putting things into an order of some kind. And maybe that they're getting that, they're borrowing that order from the ESTJ or vice versa. It's a really shared relationship. It's a very shared situation. Although I'm not really trying to talk about their relationship in so much as I'm trying to just talk about how they're different or similar, right? So anyway, expert intuition child is very important. It's their inner child. They're all about what other people want. ESTJs are all about what other people want. They want to give balloons and candy to what other people want. You know, obviously if they're like an ESFJ, which is, does the same, that could be a problem if they're on a, a used car lot and they can be taken advantage of because of FE hero plus any child can be a problem. But TE hero understands the values of vehicles in that particular moment. So the ESTJ actually has a lot of control over the situation. It's interesting, both of these are control types and having the same interaction style allows them to have a very good relationship in that regard because control is super important. Everything is under control and there's not too much chaos and things can be done in order and that any child can destroy the insecurity of the ESTP because the ESTP is insecure with their willpower. They just never know what they want. They end up getting failure launch syndrome or analysis paralysis because they just don't know what to do. Because they get stuck focusing on what everyone else is doing with their SE hero in order to figure out what they want. But they keep getting new information, new information, new information that they never actually make a decision with their NIA inferior, which makes it difficult for them to actually function on their own in a lot of cases until they, get, until they grow up and get over that insecurity and then they aspire with it and then they just start trying random things that they want and not being afraid of failure, right? Because fear of failure is really what keeps the ESTP back.
but an ESTP without fear of failure is super powerful. They can activate the INFJ uh, subconscious and literally bring about the highest level of social change the world has ever seen, right? And that's what the ESTPs are all about. Also why Donald J. Trump is not an ESTP. Stop telling people that. It's not true. He's not an ESTP. He doesn't have the sage of the mountain as his subconscious. Are you people nuts? He doesn't know. He's not that. Donald Trump is an ENTJ. Seriously, you gotta realize that that's a fact. Donald Trump, like, oh, he's an ESTP. Donald Trump is not insecure about what he wants. Let's be honest. Donald Trump does not get nostalgic. Actually, Donald Trump is very forgetful. Why do you think he has to do debates with notes all the time? And yeah, you could argue that an ESTP can be forgetful, but I'm sorry, I've watched ESTPs do speeches and they're not looking at their notes all the time like Donald Trump is because they still have some memory in them because SI nemesis, right? So no, Trump is not ESTP. Like, Trump is not T.I. parent, okay? He's always talking about statistics and numbers. He's always tweeting about, oh, look at these unemployment numbers. See, that's very T.E., T.E. hero, right? It's not T.I. parent. T.E. critic doesn't give a damn about statistics. Oh, but Trump is an ESTP. No, no, he's not. That is retarded. Stop preaching that lie to people, you know? And, and, and Trump, like, he has a moral compass. I'm sorry. That's a fact. He just doesn't give a damn about how other people feel. So it makes it seem like his, he's immoral because he only cares about how he feels. His TP doesn't know how they feel. Why else do you think Trump is like, go, makes a press conference and saying, I feel so great about myself because I made President Barack Obama release his birth certificate. And ESTP would never do that. And, you know, the ESTPs watching this right now would be like, yeah, y'all are dumb if you think Donald J. Trump is an ESTP. He's not. He's an ENTJ, guys. Seriously, figure that out. You know, get off your ESTP bandwagon and, and let's kind of get closer to the truth. That'd be nice. Please. He's not an ESTP. You know, no. No, no, no. He's not an ESTP. So, anyway... They get insecure with what they want, but when they aspire, they become the sage of the mountain. They're able to produce zen, right, for others and make a better world, right? And they're a very effy child. Effy child means they're very caring. ESTPs are very caring. They care about how other people feel, which is nice for the ESTJ because they are afraid. They are afraid of how they feel, okay? An ESTP does not know how they feel, nor are they afraid of how they feel. They don't care how they feel. The ESTJ cares how you feel. If, you, if you're wondering if you're an ESTJ versus an ESTP, there you go. Do you have feelings or do you not really care? What, do you care about the truth and the actual truth, the logos of the situation, or do you care about the ethos? If it's ethos, you know, belief or some kind of moral standard, you're an ESTJ. If you care about the logos, the proof, the true, false, you're an ESTP. That's the big difference. That's like one of the big differences between the two. So if you're trying to figure out which one you are, that's the answer. Also, like, not Donald Trump. Come on. So any child can give options to the ESTP with what they want. And why is this important? Understand this. SI, the parent function, is always linked to the child function. They're in an axis with each other, which means, remember, first law of time, all that has happened before will happen again, okay? 
that could be like the first law of quantum mechanics, you know, but of course I think the observation effect would technically be the first law. And I know a lot of you like to debate me when I start talking about laws of quantum physics because everyone has like so many different opinions of what those laws. And, you know, I mean, you all could put on your Deepak Chopra, you know, uh, caps and talk about that all day long, but no. When you understand how cognition works, you actually can start to understand how some of the, how quantum physics and quantum mechanics works because, I'm sorry, our brains are quantum computers. Maybe you should figure that out. Do you know how I know? Because we have intuition. Intuition. Intuition is the fabric of the quantum realm, of the quantum mechanics, of quantum physics. You can't have that without intuition because quantum mechanics, quantum physics, also known as metaphysics, is the what if versus the sensing realm, which is the what is, right? Oh, what is? Oh, what if? Oh, what if? Oh, what is? Cognition. Huh. Quantum computers. Huh. Our brains, our minds, our souls. Come on, guys. That's how it works. So, first law of time, all that has happened before, introverted sensing, also known as the past, all that has happened before will happen again, extrovert intuition, which means this can be a huge benefit to NI inferior because the ESTJ has experienced op these options before and had success. So it's gonna be like, hey, do you wanna do these things that I've done before and had success for? That way you, Mr. ESTP, are no longer afraid. Oh, and the ESTP's like, oh, thank God for the ESTJ. Thank God. Thank God Almighty, because finally, someone understands that I just don't know what I want and they're giving me options that they've had su success with before. And my SE hero is delving into their experience and listening to their story of success. I'm no longer afraid and I can make that decision, yeah! You know, with like a little bit less Howard Dean, you know, and a little bit more confidence, if you know what I'm saying. Gosh, I'm all about politics tonight, weird. So, Afraid of how they feel. So we're gonna go down into the shadow now. Uh, oh yeah, ESTJs, they're, they walk around afraid of how they feel. You know, they walk, the ESTPs walk around afraid of what they want. But ESTPs make ESTJs feel better so then they're not afraid that they're bad people, which allows them to go in their INFP and enjoy the Zen. And they become super amazing philosophers, especially in their midlife. And by the way, if they are aspiring with their introverted feeling, ESTJs, they're not gonna have a midlife crisis. Isn't that awesome? Yes, because your subconscious is attached to your midlife crisis. And if you are at peace with your subconscious and using it and aspiring with it, you're not gonna have a midlife crisis. Same thing goes with the ESTP, producing Zen for others. Because that's what INFJs do. They improve other people and they produce the Zen. Love it. They are the source of Zen. Awesome. I mean, it's like, I get a Zen guard and it's like my own little mini INFJ that I've just deployed in my house and it's like, ooh, you know what I mean? Dope. Also known as the dopest. So, ISTP shadow. It's very similar to the ESTP. Notice, oh, the yeah, ESTJ has an STP in it, and the ESTP has an SCJ in it. Weird. So, the ISTP, worried that I am smart. I am worried, nemesis, that I do not know what I'm talking about, so I have to go to other people to find out what they know so that I can feel good about my beliefs but at least they're still willing to verify more than most people, but it can get really tiring because it takes a lot more mental energy to be in the other sides of your mind that are not your ego. And because of that, your mental energy is going down. 
So you can't always verify. So it's nice to be, hey, ESTP, what do you think? Or hey, to what anyone says, what do you think about this? And then they're told the answer, and it's like, oh, thank God, I don't have to think this out. And I can just follow the process, I can just follow the routine for success. Because the ESTJ has to have a plan, a plan for success, because that plan illuminates the chaos in their life, and they can think freely. If they spend time thinking in their ISTP mode, they're at risk of creating more chaos during the thinking process, and all that processing creates additional byproducts, which creates chaos, and then they have to stop thinking, and then they have to put away the chaos so that they can follow their plan and reduce chaos. That's how ESTJs work, and that's why they work well with STPs like ESTPs, because they help them think, right? And it be makes them more successful. It is a fantastic situation to be in. ESTPs, they worry about their past. When they get depressed, they get serious. Like ESTPs, depression is like really, it really sucks because they get really depressed about the past. They get depressed that they're not going to have uh, amazing memories like they had in their childhood in their future or in their now or that they're not going to be as good of a parent as their parents were when they were younger, etc. That can be an issue, right? So in that situation, you would have to be kind of like aware of that, you know, as, as a problem. So remember, they can get super nostalgic. How you get rid of the nostalgia, just be like, hey, you know, you're giving me a really good experience right now, or how do you get rid of the worry? You're giving me a really good experience now, and then they, eat, and, they, and they see that you're being made comfortable by them, and then they become comfortable themselves and they get over their worry, right? And it's not a problem. We already talked about TE Critic and how they criticize statistics and criticize other people and how that could be an issue. We talked about FI Trickster and how they just don't know how they feel. ESTPs walk around feeling soulless, like husks sometimes. I know because I have FI Trickster as well and it is a serious issue. They do not have a moral compass. That's why FE Child exists to make other people feel better and to be able to ask other people, hey, how do you feel about this? Because ESTPs do not make decisions based on good or bad. They make decisions based on true or false. ESTJs, however, make decisions based on good or bad, and that's why we could be like, okay, Mr. ESTJ, how do you feel about this, right? Important, because they're all about feelings. ESTJs, E-S-T, what? A T-type, all about feelings? Yeah, guys, another example, how worthless the letters are. Did you know that ESTJs are feelers? That's because they have FI inferior. When you have FI in the top four functions of your ego, that means you're a feeler. Oh, I guess that means INFJs, you know, F, INFJs, because they have TI child, that makes them a thinker. <gasps> yes, it does. And now we know why everyone in the world is practically mistyped, either by themselves or by these stupid tests on the internet. It's because the tests do not understand the difference between the cognitive functions. Thank God for socionics when they tried to improve the letter system, but they didn't get really far with it. And, then, and instead of, you know, and then like, oh, they're talking about camaraderie and then slapping on saying, oh, it's compatibility. No, it's not. It's camaraderie. No, no. Shoulder to shoulder. No. And any demon, if they are not having a good uh, now and if they are too afraid, if you do not allow them the freedom of doing what they want, they will destroy your future. ESTPs exist to completely destroy your future if you do not allow them to have a tomorrow of their choice. You have to give them the freedom to do whatever they want. If you do not give them that freedom, not only not only will they become super ragey, but they will destroy things specifically to screw over your tomorrow because that ENFP demon will activate and they will literally light it on fire. The things that you care about, 
because you know ENFPs, virtue and vice, they're very charitable, but the vice mode, especially in the superego, activates and they become major deprived. And depravity becomes the ESTP's life. I know a lot of ESTPs, they are just so addicted to strip clubs, they don't even know what to do with themselves. You know, and it's really hard because nymphomania is their vice, right? And their virtue is chastity, being chaste. And I don't mean chaste like having no sex with no one. Having a dedicated monogamous relationship is technically chaste by a lot of old definitions in medieval times. Hashtag research. Be aware of that. Nymphomania is a serious problem and then they can just go to that and it's like the drug. That's why ESTPs get on drugs and alcohol and sex more than any other types because that is how it is their coping mechanism. They need that to cope. And they especially get in their analysis paralysis and they get stuck and they don't know what to do and then they get afraid and they start coping and then they get depressed because they're not getting learned in their life and they get super nostalgic. And then that just leads to the depravity of the super ego and they become depraved and super selfish and all about debauchery be aware. Now, luckily, ESTJs don't have that problem, but they have other issues instead. They end up, they end up destroying people's relationships. They, that's what their demon does, you know, and they're worried about how smart they are. They're very critical. We haven't talked about this yet. SE critic is very critical about the outward appearance of other people. I actually, um, you guys, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, you guys notice, like, how I wear, you know, I always have my shirts, like, open like this and whatnot. I used to have, like, a white undershirt all the time or some kind of undershirt all the time. And it was, like, super ugly, but I didn't even know. But I'm an ENTP. I have SED, demon. how the hell would I know? But an ESTJ woman saw that on me on a bar, criticized my ass, and I changed. Because she's like, here, let me give you a fashion tip. Always show your chest hair and don't wear undershirts like a moron. Like, seriously, you think anyone's going to respect you around here? Hell no. I took her advice. Thank God I did. Definitely helped in the dating area, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? So SE critic is super nice because the critic function is where a person's wisdom can exist, you know? And it's like magic, ooh, voodoo. And SE critic criticized me and criticized others for their outward appearance. And but the SE critic is not gonna like go and make the change for the person, you know, SE nemesis will, but they'll at least tell the person, hey, you should probably fix that. Oh, your shoe's untied. They're always gonna point that out, right? And they definitely do it the ESTP all the time. So when the ESTP is around ESTJs, they are more kept, which is pretty cool. And then anti-trickster, the ESTJ has no clue what they want. And that's why they're constantly asking other people, especially ESTPs, what they want. Because, hey, what do you think about this? And hey, what do you want? Because they have no idea what they want. They don't, so they wanna figure out what they should do, what their duty is. So they find out what other people want. And through other people wanting something, they feel obligated to help or obligated to do that thing or obligated to bring order to that situation because they realize what other people want just creates more chaos. So, but they need to, that they are dutied, endowed with duty to bring order to that chaos caused by other people desiring things. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of interesting how that works. And we talked about Effie Demon, the thing that where ESTJs are just like, oh, there's an open door, grenade, shut the door and keep on walking, boom. It's kind of like when you're in an office situation or surrounded by your coworkers and the ESTJ just walks by, does a quip that does, says a quip that just completely destroys you in front of all your friends, you know, because it lowers your reputation with them, Effie Demon, and they just keep on walking as if nothing happened and everyone's just laughing their butts off at you and it's like, wow, 
well, yeah, you're you're such a loser, you know, jumping on the bandwagon after what the ESTJ said because it's really funny and very super superbly timed. So, anyway, that concludes this episode uh, comparing ESTJs to ESTPs, and that is how they are similar and they are different. If you found this lecture useful, educational, insightful, helpful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. That'd be awesome. Also hit the little bell thing for alerts when we're going to be posting, when I post more lectures, but you can also get those alerts on the Mattermost server when I make it available to everybody. And uh, furthermore, we will be uh, looking at uh, more of these uh, lectures uh, tomorrow. I'm probably not going to be posting a lecture tomorrow night. We'll see. I do have a posting schedule and then I once I get actually solved in it, I'm going to tell you guys what my schedule is so that we just kind of know what the schedule is going to be. Although I'll be throwing in bonus lectures and bonus podcasts every now and then. So just be aware of that. And uh, so awesome. With that being said, I'll see you guys tomorrow night or likely the night after that. We'll find out. I mean, I'm pretty chaotic. I'm an ENTP. I mean, you might even get another lecture tonight. Who knows? So with that being said, See you guys.